Seldom come achievers who set multiple milestones and do not stop at just that. Interviewing today's guest is not just an honor, but a matter of pride too, for he has taken Indian culinary traditions and the artists behind it to the global forum of chefs called the World Chefs. Welcome to season two of Jolly Good Foodcast, and I'm your host, Chef Jolly. Chef Manjit Singh Gill is the president of the Indian Federation of Culinary Association and the former corporate chef of ITC hotels across India. Reputed for his constant innovation in the world of gastronomy, he is the name to reckon with the national and global hospitality and culinary industry. Adding more feather to his turban, Chef Gill has authored books, several culinary, which were widely applauded. He has brought pride to Indians by establishing the superpower of India's culinary healthy cuisine. Also, Chef Gill has won several awards in the global hospitality and culinary forums over the decades. To name a few, he has been honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award by the Ministry of Tourism, Government of India, a Scofia Medal by the World Chefs, World Association of Chefs Societies, Honorary Doctorate of Arts for his contribution in the field of cuisine and hospitality and many more. He strives to create the mentor chefs for the country. Chef Gill, what a pride and privilege to have you. Would you please tell us more about yourselves? I have completed almost about 47 years in the industry. But if I look back, it looks to me it is 47 days. There is so much because the journey as a chef is so much interesting. It's so exciting that every day is a new day. Every day there is a learning. So you know that time is very difficult to have the control of the time or to look at the time, the what's how long years and all that. But when you see that how much more I have to learn, how much more I have to create the food or present the food or how much more I have to feed the people as is my responsibility as a chef. So the time is, is never uh, uh, become more or, or too, many, too many years there, there. It doesn't mean anything because the chef's job is to be always happy and create happiness to the diners through their food. Absolutely right, sir. I'm very humbled to hear when you say with such an immense experience and exposure, chef, that you've had, you, you, you very humbly say it's, it's still a learning and always will be a learning going on. So that's, I'm, you know, for all the young listeners who are listening, I think it's a matter of pride to hear what you've just said, rather than feel that they have done it all and they can sit on their laurels and, 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 and just keep, uh, uh, you know, being proud of it. Yeah, Jolly, you know, the laurels are always given to you for the work you have done. You have to continue working and continue working. That's a history. So history is history, you know, but your survival, your future, and you know, otherwise also see the chef. Uh, when chef, today if I'm making a menu for a restaurant or whatever, I'm not making the menu for the past. I'm making the menu that which menu can survive or run or make profit for the next 10 years. So I can't look back. I have to look future. Maybe, no doubt, from the learnings of my past, I will move into the future. They will push me into the future. I don't think ahead. I must have a vision that how my client will be after 10 years and what food, what king they will like. 
So Michel can't leave on the history. He has to live in the future. Absolutely. Very well said, Chef. Chef, tell us, you know, you mentioned about 47 days. I would, I would, I would say your immense experience that you've had. How did this journey begin, Chef, you know, in the early days? What was your inspiration? I have no idea about the chef as a career or a future to take up a, you know, work as a chef. I was doing my BSc. My father advised me or suggested me to do the hotel management. And then I, after that, I appeared in the hotel management. I started hotel management. And I never knew that there's a chef also who comes out from the hotel school because we didn't have any role model for that. So it was absolutely joined with a fresh mind, with an open mind, and to experience and to thinking, as my father told me, that this is the future, the opportunities in the career options. So I moved ahead. Very interestingly, I tell you, the thing was that I was a vegetarian since birth. And when I handle even the egg for berries and all that very second or third day in the cold kitchen, I couldn't handle it. I told my teacher, I said, I can't do it. He said, we have to leave the, leave the college and go home. But that's what quite a challenge. And then I said, no, I will handle it. So slowly, slowly, I managed to do it. Then in my college, when it did the internship or the summer training is what we used to do in the second year. You know, when I did that, I decided to become a chef. So I overcome few things, few difficulties like that. But, but I committed to become the chef. And then when I joined as a chef, when I joined the Obrai School uh, that time as a management trainee for the kitchen specialization, it was fantastic. You know, every day, because maybe I was, you know, average academic, but I was very good in other, all kinds of things, even to make the science modules for exhibitions or even the sports, you know, and all kind of thing as a leadership in the NCC and all that. I was quite active participation in many, many things. I used to do it, a very multi-task kind of a person. And then when I did the hotel management, I started. No doubt I started with the Western kitchen because all the chefs used to be Austrian or the French, even in India during our training time. But I feel very fortunate that I, being an Indian, I joined the ITC hotels. And then the ITC hotel philosophy was very Indian. They, they, they used to say that nobody gives India like we do. You know, their emphasis a lot was on the Indian food. And then when I uh, went to the Cornell University for my summer vacation, the courses, summer courses, and then everybody wanted to ask me that, you know, about Indian food. And I, like a fool, used to say, I don't know Indian food. The colleges also were more emphasis on Western food than under training with the chefs, with the Western chefs for the Western food. And nowhere we learned the Indian food, whatever learned little bit at home. But then I realized, you know, first five years of my working, that I am an Indian. And then I started reading the Indian reference books on food or on culture. And then I found that the good food, the originality of the food is only possible when the origin of the chef and the origin of the cuisine is same. That is the highest order of originality you can bring. You can learn all the cuisines. You can perform them. You can cook them. But there will be some difference between where the cuisine 
and the chef, the origin is same. So that hit me. And I came, I started taking more interest in the Indian food, started reading it. And that made me committed to be a chef forever. There was so much in the culture and there's so much is there to understand that made me chef forever. That this is the best option one can have in the life to work if it gets the opportunity. I think we are blessed. The way the chefs are described, the way the cooks are described in our culture and all those things, it was fantastic. And then I started taking total my full-time interest in the Indian food, or cooking and reading and understanding. And today now many people think that I have no idea what is continental food or the Western food. I feel very happy. It doesn't matter. If I don't know Western food, it doesn't matter. I'm not a Western. I'm not from the other country. I'm Indian. So I should know my food and I take pride in it. Absolutely. I can I can sense the passion chef in you. I already have goosebumps listening to you. What an inspiration. And I think you've braved the hurdles as I hear from you right from your early days. And today, uh, it's, it's such a pride that you have strived relentlessly to distinguish and establish the various cuisines of India whilst very wisely maintaining the authenticity. And as you rightly said, you know, being a proud Indian, you know, growing in the genre or in India within the, within the grassroots, feeling the DNA, living it day in, day out, and why not embracing it to showcase it to the world which you have done. But tell us, Chef, what challenges did you face, if at all, to bring today, as you rightly said, giving uh, giving to the world, uh, as you mentioned, India in the best possible way, you know, being at the ITC. And it is such a, such a remarkable thing we we all recognize. Um, did, you, did you face any challenges at all, Chef? Uh, there are challenges, you know, to understand because most the our cuisine is not very well documented as a cuisine book for the culinary students. There are a lot of cultural books. There are a lot of books on Ayurveda. There are a lot of books, you know, history books, where mention about the food and they talk about the food and, you know, those kind of those informations are there a lot. So one has to read a lot to understand the Indian food. You know, because Indian food is a philosophy. It is not a cooking. Cooking is, you know, the last stage which you do with your knowledge and skills and understand the philosophy. And then you do the you perform on the pan. Now, it doesn't mean that you know the recipe, you can cook good Indian food. Because I, when you read Indian food, it makes you believe, and I think it's a fact, that a good, good, good cooking creates good recipe. A recipe doesn't create a good cooking. It's a very subtle difference but that difference is only possible when you understand the philosophy and you know the principles, guidelines, fundamentals, what all is given in the you know food to understand. And then you know that how to you perform in the kitchen and create that knowledge and skill, you put it on the plate. So those challenges were there to understand that. It took time, but it was never late when you learn and you understand the things. But after that, you know, this is the reason that we able in ITC, we able to create the brands of the Indian restaurant, Indian cuisines. So we picked up the cuisine for a particular region and then we perfected it and perfected it 
to and uh, you know standardize it and then we establish our trading systems and all the processes that if a new chef come cannot influence our food that person has to has to know the skills and the knowledge but has to learn our processes our way of cooking like itc way of cooking itc style of you know understand everything and then produce the food so like any other organizations our also people they leave and go but our food doesn't change because it is not based on the chefs who come and perform it is based on the company's philosophy and the policies and the way you know, at the corporate level we control these restaurants and train them and that's the reason we could create the you know a la carte restaurants but it's same menu same you know so the supplies has to be taken care of, the there's a lot of things which one has to take care of. you understand that and we were able to do it in indian food is a challenge no doubt I think I think it's a very important point that uh, you touched just now that the food cannot change if the chef leaves because otherwise it just dilutes the whole and 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 standardization the processes the belief the philosophy I think it's a brand which has to shine and not the chef I think uh, that's a very big thing and I think I can certainly see the success that you've created uh, whilst at the ITC hotels and 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 world over it is so very well Uh, accepted recognized and loved until date which is which is a great thing sometimes the chefs get very frustrated or excited that a restaurant name is building up but not their name but the time comes that your name even become bigger than your brand if you really create a brand first create a create a brand create a restaurant create a, you know and that restaurant will make you hero one day but there is no shortcut to these thing it takes time I can certainly tell you I was a very little young chappy you know out of the college and I had the fortune of training at the ITC Bukhara in Delhi and I think those were one of my most glorious days uh, way back in 92 93 and 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 until that day I think uh, you you certainly wouldn't recognize me at that moment because we were one of the hundreds probably training but I cherished the ethos the philosophy the commitment the strong processes that were put in place uh, at the ITC and Bukhara while I was training but I I totally totally feel what you say chef so so chef tell us um what are your thoughts on the importance indian cuisine is now finally getting globally this cuisine is based on a science is based on a philosophy it has evolved with the as a complete evolution has happened with the many many years of experience and generation to generation i like to highlight that also that the cuisine has evolved on two pillars one is wellness the other is sustainability and these are the two very major concerns of the world at this moment so when that cuisine has that kind of a background how it can be wrong or how it can be not suitable at all the times to come no doubt people are realizing people find there's something in the indian food you know the the food from india which is something unique and different my experience all over the world giving the demonstrations people take interest in the not so much in the recipe that how you are making they like they when they taste the food they get totally involved with the taste of the food and then they try then they ask many questions that what is behind this taste how it is achieved now 
you do all these things, you know, people. So people have a lot of questions to ask. My only thing is that the Indian food is getting popular. It is going to be the number one food, no doubts in it, because it has a very strong base. It established not only creativity and creativity, but the very strong basics it has. The only thing it needs, the chefs, we all chefs, have to come together and make it a more structured way and present to the world so that the world can understand the goodness of Indian food and accept it as a very superior food and have a great respect for the food and the people who make it also. So that's what we need to be structured much better. And we must learn that from many countries who have brought their cuisine to a very high level in a very structured way. We should not keep waiting for the default. It will One day it is going to be the best because it is the best. I, I really, I really second you on that. And whilst to say, just to also add to that, if I may, I think the beauty, as you've mentioned about the Indian cuisine and the regions that we all should pride in, having its own identity, own individuality, indigenous ingredients to the regions. And that's, and if honestly celebrated, keeping the authenticity, you know, yet being relevant to today's time, I certainly see our cuisine going big time globally. And you've used a very good, strong word, sustainable. Uh, uh, it will certainly be sustainable because there is authenticity to it and it is relevant in the current times which probably is our duty of us chefs to, to make it relevant, uh, but, but celebrating the authenticity of the regional food, unlike we hear sometimes that a chef wants to add his two bits to it and the whole thing just confuses the concept from the authentic flavors that we should cherish. There's so much and more. And, you know, I don't think we should feel shy to bring it out uh, boldly, and, and proudly, like you've mentioned, isn't it, Chef? When I understood the complete taste and the philosophy and the science, I was only 10, 15 years back, I really become a good taster and my food has become a little better. Now, this size of these six days, which is sweet, salt, sour, bitter, pungent, astringent. They are these tastes are of natural flora and fauna. Every spice, every vegetable, every meat has their own taste. Unless you don't are able to identify these tastes, you can never pair them. You will never find the right combinations. So this is a basic thing that we work on taste. When we speak about food, when we write about food, we write more about taste than the flavor world. It might be a misunderstanding here and there is a maybe the meaning of maybe the same, but for Indians, we talk about taste. We keep the balance of these six tastes. Not every and every meal that a diner must experience a well-balanced six tastes. And then you feel that this taste is really satisfy you. It's a satisfying meal. So the taste, the six tastes are very, very important for every chef to understand and even every diner to understand and to appreciate the food. I think it's it's a very great, great point that you've touched, I think, which our young budding chefs should understand and appreciate. It's just not uh, a fancy thing, holding a pan and being able to cook a dish, but understanding the depth of the taste. And, and if I can add to that, I think uh, the smell, the notes uh, play about 75% in the taste 
So a deep understanding of the ingredient, as you mentioned, the pairing, the characteristics of it, uh, really is the ABC of, of a good uh, start to cooking, isn't it, Chef? Yep. Right. So tell us, Chef, I mean, you've been global, you've been the world over, you've, you've held such prestigious positions. But, you know, if you were to go back to a time where you would say that, you know, this is a menu that you've developed and, and it has been your top favorite. Is there something like that, a dish or a, a menu for somebody or some delegate or for anybody is there something that comes to your mind that is so close and, and so, you know, that you've loved it? Well, there are a few menus which I got the challenge, I got the assignment to do that and I accepted it. But for that, I really understood that how to research to be done for the food, how to create that kind of a thing. I created the menu. Before that, I created the menu which is called Prachin Vyanjan. Mean the foods before the you know the recorded history, but by understanding the culture, like in India, we have that you know. So understood that, and then you know after that, I created the menu for the event happened in 300 BC, and then how to create the similar kind or same menu, and this was the wedding dinner of Chandragupta Maurya and Helen from Greece. Wow. Now to you know to work on this, no doubt there is a fiction in this because every fact you know, but you have to understand the language, the culture, the ancient grains you have to read of India, you have to eat the ancient vegetables which were there, and you know, a lot of cultures you have to understand to create that kind of a menu with the language of that time or the words they were used of that time. And the create the feel of the cooking and no doubt the flavors and the taste of that time. You know, the way the cooking was much simpler, the dishes name were normally with one word only, the availability of things were not that much as much as now. So, you know, everything you had to create, understanding that. So it was a fantastic, I feel very proud when I think about that. And the second one, I then created the, uh, you know, the celebration of Maharaja Ranjit Singh. There was a burst put in Delhi of Maharaja Ranjit Singh. And I was told by the Maharaja Ranjit Singh Society to do a food festival. Now, Maharaja Ranjit Singh food festival doesn't mean a punj- typical Punjabi, none of the male food, kadai chicken or butter chicken or tandoori chicken, you know. So I had, I had to do study on that. I studied all kinds of books of Maharaja Ranjit Singh. Then I found one French man living in Delhi who is the authority of Maharaja Ranjit Singh, total historically. He has done a lot of research on that. I went and met him. He told me a few things, but he said, I don't have anything where I can tell you the dish and all those that what was there, I have not come across. In India, these things are not documented so much. But by my research, and then I created the menu, understanding the complete this thing, he had two journals, one from France and one from Italy. So all those things, he was so close to them, those things have influenced his food also, which used to be made in the palace, you know. Wow. And those kind of many things were taken into care and all that, that I created that menu. And even that French history, uh, the history, uh, the history guy, he came, and his research guy, he said, now I'll keep this menu in my research history. Wow. So, you know, these kind of things sometimes happen, but you have to work a lot, but take as a challenge. But you have to read the culture. You have to read the language. You have to understand. 
of that time to get the right flavor and taste of those things. So my last uh, week, I feel very lucky that I got the assignment from uh, from ITC Hotels when I was working there to open a vegetarian restaurant. And it took me three years to conceptualize the menu for a vegetarian restaurant. I was lucky that I'm, I'm a vegetarian from since birth. I only taste meats a little bit, but I don't eat in my meals. My meals are vegetarian, always. So I should, I could understand the vegetarian cuisine and vegetarian food in, according to India. India vegetarians are very different. And it took me three years and then realized so many things I realized that why you also know that how, why they are so difficult, vegetarian people are so difficult to satisfy in the hotel. We're never able to satisfy them. They always are most unhappy people. There was a, you know, there a lot of learnings happen. And the best thing I tell you, that understood that how spices play the role in the vegetarian food, the quality of spices, freshness of spices, how much they play such a big role in the vegetarian food. And you know it, all over the world we make purchase specifications. I'm technically I'm talking purchase specifications for meats and fruits and vegetables and all kind of things. But we don't make for the groceries. We don't make for the spices. There is no specifications of the spices. It is only the name of the spice given or the lentil or whatever it is. And given the part stock, storekeeper maintain it. You only sometimes say it's bad quality, good quality. But in the vegetarian, I realize we have to write the specifications of each spice. You know that cloak cannot be without the bulb on top. It will be rejected. Now to get that cloak, every cloak with the bulb, no doubt it will be expensive. But that's what is required. You know, like there's many things that cardamom, there's so many seeds, the seeds has to be compact and, you know, uh, it's not only that easy to peel off, you know, and size of the capsule should be there. So these specifications we created for the spices for that restaurant. That's correct. Yes. So that's, that's something new, something done, you know, in the fag end of my job in the company. But I feel very great and happy by doing all these things. Another thing which I understand, which I can tell you, that why vegetarians are not happy, because non-vegetarian cooking people, chefs, cook the vegetarian food and give it to the vegetarian. It doesn't work. A vegetarian can only do a cooking for a vegetarian person, a diner. And I, in my, in that restaurant, Royal Vega in ITC Grand, every cook have never eaten the meat, they are 100% vegetarian. Wow. There is no person if he meats can join that restaurant in the kitchen. That's the reason Then we, when we open the restaurant, people say, oh, it's a pure vegetarian. I said, no, it's honestly vegetarian restaurant. I would have loved to, I think I would love to visit and dine. Uh, really inspired by your, the thought process of honestly vegetarian rather than loosely putting it as pure vegetarian. Uh, it, it, it right from the chefs and the cooks and the ingredients, what you've spoken and the culture, which is, is, is only possible when you have all these things together, makes it honest. Uh, uh, very, very proud chef. I mean, you know, what thought process has gone. And as you said, uh, three years to make it happen. Yeah. So whilst we're on it, chef, I think you've touched base on Chandragupta and Helen, which is fascinating. And then Maharaja Ranjit Singh Ji's, uh, uh, yeah. you know, is, is there one dish that you would want to share with us uh, from both the 
Chandragupta era that you figured out 300 BC or Maharaja Ranjit Singh ji? We we made you see the uh, in Chandragupta Maurya time the Barle Barle was a very popular grey in that time the millets were very very popular. What we have a very ancient is called Pua and Pua became the Malpua and all that. It's a very ancient dish. It's entered into very very old uh, manuscripts, and uh, we made the Pua the pancakes of Barle. And you know, with the with the jaggery in it, and nowadays you know, like people have changed the malpuas are given with the syrup and all that, but malpuas were never with the syrup; they were just you know the jaggery, the gold, the the cut the unrefined yes. sugar, you know, the sugar cane, which is mixed into the batter and then is filled with the whole flour, you know, the dry sweet preparation is called pindiri. Then it is just drizzled with little honey on top. That's it. And and one dish about Maharaja Ranjit Singh ji. Maharaja Ranjit Singh, you know, there is one quote uh, that is a fowls. The different fowls were made, but today we can do with the chicken because fowls are not available. Or duck, we can do it. And you know, it is a little bit, you know, grilled on a you know marinated and grilled, and then it is braised into with the black currants and you know other things. And with you know that is then so low heat it is braised. This really comes out very well. And the other thing, you know, I realized that time, which I was talking about the six taste. Even even one people can try at the all Punjabi they make atega halwa and all that, you know, at home. But when you halwa is ready and keep separate side, have a pinch of garam masala in it or just have a pepper in it. Right. And then you eat it. Then you see the taste which was missing in this has also came in, and in the back of your mind, and slowly satisfy you with that taste also from the halwa. I mean, amazing, amazing work, chef. It's really, really inspiring. I, I wish, I wish, I, I, I pr- probably uh, grew under your shadow of uh, the skills. But uh, what an amazing, what an amazing, amazing information you have shared. So, so tell us, Chef, your 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 efforts to give back to the society is tremendous, and 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 we 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 really appreciate that your your charity concept, Chef and Child, is a national event today. Uh, would you kindly tell us more about it? You know, by by traveling and interacting with internationally chefs, and I think the all chefs are same all over the world. And as the chefs are getting matured. Or having age, people I'm seeing that the chefs become chefs with some wisdom. You know, they they start thinking differently. They start, you know, I I feel sometimes bad that the image of the chefs is created as the angry people and all that in the kitchen and abusing and all those things. I think when uh, the best food you can really make it in a nice harmony atmosphere and happiness and people should feel good while cooking. Nowadays, people say the food also show you reflect the cook's mind into the food. You know, so you know realize that the chefs has to come out of his kitchen and work for the charity. You see, we because maybe you know, like in India, we say we are very hospitable and all that, but we charge tremendous amount of food, the cost of the food. And the price is what we charge for the people. Maybe that is on behind of that that takes the chefs all over the world. I have seen takes them to the charity side that they have to do something. What all they are earning and what all they are doing out of that something charity to the people. Because we can't say 
we'll give 50% discount on the food. That's not a charity now for us. It's a professional work. But out of that, we must work. So being that, then we, when we had the chef's associations and all that, we made it. So we did the dinners to, you know, raise money. And we, we initially were contributing a lot of money for the education of the children. And, you know, dinner, all the chairs from all the hotels, cooking at one place. And, you know, even one of the general managers said, we cannot handle our chefs in the hotel. I know you, how you guys handle it from all different hotels, you know. <laughs> and it's a chefs are so supportive, they're working so working by each other and to create the best and feel so happy that we have given the money. So slowly the concept chef and child, because we were doing working for the children. And spread to other cities and other associations also. And as they once a year, in some form, people are doing it. Um, you know, touching base on the need of the art today, the food safety. So um, what are the important factors you consider while educating the future chefs about the food safety and nutrition? Because uh, that's certainly an underlying thing, which many a times goes unnoticed. But so important, isn't it? Very important, very important. You know, how how tasty the food is, but it has to be safe. See, safety is very, very important. And it was always there, but in a somewhere in the, particularly in the industry, is even much more. People have to, because we work a lot of things without more than our limits and more than our, the to say no to the customer. But the same thing if you see in the street foods, People make exactly the same number of pieces or portions every day and they finish, they clean up everything and they go home. But in a hotel or in a structured place where there's a menu, then nothing should be not available here, there. So there are a lot of food need to be hold. And that Correct. food to be holded at a right temperature with a good knowledge. Your structure Correct. must be good, which can hold the food according to the guidelines. Otherwise, it becomes unsafe. So it's everything, whether it's a, you know, meats or vegetables or your cooked food or the stocks or sauces or whatever, it has to be holding right temperature. Now, that food safety factor is the biggest factor, particularly after not, instead, now people are saying after pandemic, people have conscious and all that. But for a chef, whether it's a pandemic or no pandemic, food safety is the first thing which has to see and food is cooked for what for nourishing the diner and if the food is not safe how the food will nourish the person it will make him sick and so we food safety is the most important thing people these young chefs have to learn which can take care of hygiene sanitation your kitchen hygiene your personal hygiene and holding the food stickers on the food date life they have to study everything and they have to follow them very strictly. No deviations and no uh, excuse anybody if there's a food safety. Now if the food, times have gone with the recycling of food and all those kind of, now recycling has to be done very professionally. And we have to see at what steps and where to hold the food and then to assemble again and continue with doing it. But not the food which is cooked is you know it's we will survey if it is bad is bad question is why it went bad so food safety hygiene sanitation is the top and uh, other thing or the wellness i go one step ahead after understanding the ayurveda much more and it is where i think i was talking to my international colleagues also 
I think it is very important for us, for the chefs, to understand the basic physiology of the human being and understand that that what are food, what happened to the food when it goes in the mouth? We have no responsibility after that. If taste is good, person has eaten. Now, what the food is doing next seven, eight hours in the body? How this food is nourishing the all the seven tissues of the body? How this food is helping or nourishing his body, mind and soul, his consciousness, his intelligence? How it is the responsibility of the chef who is cooking and giving the food that must understand that how food is getting processed in the body, what is happening, what are the seven tissues, where the food is going, you know. Unless you don't understand these things, then there is a possibility that you are missing somewhere and it might harm the person who is eating your food or having a slow poisoning. Slowly, slowly his body is deteriorating. Chef job is chef must know that now my food, how traveling in the body. So that the person should feel good and be ready for the next meal. The best meal for me is when a diner eats the meal and start talking about the next meal, what they start planning the next meal. Then many people have the meal and then say, no, not tomorrow I'm going to take fast. No, it's too much, or whatever it is. That's the nutrition if a person is, you know, ready for the next meal and enjoy the meal. Absolutely. I think I think wellness, wellness is a way forward. Understanding the food, not just having tasty food ends it all i think it's it's a whole understanding behind it i think very well said so chef you you you've you you've you've been there done it all you know now you are at your own time and i'm sure we all like to know what lies ahead in your journey chef what are you bringing more exciting you know to the world my life you know when <laughs> i was retiring last year from idc so somebody asked me, what you will do? I said, I am 24-year-old, passed out a professional, professionally with experience, now looking for something new to do. Fantastic. I so love that. <laughs> I am very, I'm very uh, hungry to do something. Only my one ambition, which I had long time back, and I don't want to go into details, I could not open my college. I am back. I am definitely... Uh, do few things. I like to make the Indian traditional restaurants and encourage people to open the Indian restaurant because these days we are seeing in India also most of the restaurants are opening restaurants and bars or the pubs. But there's no right. traditional restaurant or you know, where you can promote your culture and traditional really good food from the different regions you can promote. So am I working on that? I made my own small company also where I have young people working with me, you know, and the family also I'm trying to put in so that we can, you know, uh, share our knowledge and share our things to the people. But I'm always ready. I tell people, you know, that there should be more panel discussions on food. It is not only the cookery demonstrations will help people to have the knowledge on food. There should be panel discussions. There should be a lot of group discussions should happen on food because everybody, doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter. But everybody eats and everybody eats for themselves to remain healthy. So people must have that much understanding or the reading they must do of the food, which help them to eat a good food. Not to give lectures maybe, but for them to eat a good food. Everybody must be a regular reader on food. Doesn't matter what you do. It will help 
then it will help us professionally who are working because we will also able to do we will try to be more updated than them and try to make the food because the demand is such diners also must read and have a regular reading on food so that food really can justify its role absolutely so chef tell us i mean this was really a learning for me and i'm enlightened that uh, not only you love vegetarian food but you grew up as a child and until day you are uh, sort of vegetarian obviously with you know tastings that we have to do on and off so so what is your dish that one comfort food where we say bhai this is chef gills favorite food is is there something like that or dish or uh, uh, anything like that you see it is very difficult this is very difficult for me to say one dish which i like to cook or one dish which i like to eat i like to cook what is available in the fridge and right. seasonal and local as fascinate me to cook and recipe is always made created the things around you and according to the ingredients you follow some recipe uh, process and create a dish and that's one thing which i like whether it's a professional kitchen i suppose if i have to go and cook something and i have given the ingredient list if something is missing there is no panic absolutely i think i think that's very well i think that's very well said um to support seasonality rather than sticking to one and and embracing it because uh something good in season certainly does good to your body because at that moment in time i think with seasonality it just aids it much better doesn't it and try to cook the whole food as much as possible all i mean to say with the stem the leaves the fruit whatever is there on that if less wastage to be there should not be there and so um, that's what i but I, but i like i like all kind of cuisines and all kind of food but i like those cuisines in in a proper way that if i having a french food i must get a good wine along with the food i'm not going to eat just a snack and something to eat and go like i will not eat a just a pasta like that if i want i will i will enjoy pasta or risotto or the other italian dishes sit down at the table best of the wine and the best of the olive oils nice and then yes. i will love to eat and enjoy it i will not miss my food at all correct you know celebrate the ingredients and the authenticity around it that's very well said chef very well respect for all cuisines they are not they are cuisines they are not just food and uh, one thing more i like to say that the people because i like that people must change their attitude towards the food and because food and that also our manuscripts taught us and we realize food is auspicious matter it's not a commodity that you play with all other commodities in this world and you be dishonest to them you play around with them you do what you want to them food is the only thing which become part of your body and this food gets blood into your body turn into your blood and the blood and the last tissue which is the reproductive juices it goes to the next generation no it's 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 certainly i think you're very well put and i have to admit and say it's it's been such a, a beautiful journey that you have taken and you've put it so uh, so nicely for for us to all hear listen get inspired learn from every single uh, thing that you've mentioned so passionately i think for all the listeners who are listening uh, it, it's it's really very rewarding to have spoken to you chef and i think personally 
uh, I, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, it. It's, it's almost like me going back from my school to joining, uh, uh, you know, and then getting mentored by you. But um, the, the way you put things so passionately, so in a, in a holy manner, I have to very, very honestly say that. Yes, because um, I can sense that whatever you have shared today is so meaningful, so purposeful. And if we as chefs and listeners and all the people take a little, you know, a little bit from here and, and, and honestly regard what we do with the food or we eat, I think it becomes very much purposeful. So, Chef, thank you so much for being a part of the Jolly Good Foodcast. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and getting your wonderful insights into the culinary world at large. And I'll keep coming back to you and keep, you know, getting inspired talking to you because uh, it, it's it's really been very, very fascinating, Chef. Thank you very much, Jolly. And I wish all the best to your complete team. And I really feel very good to be on your podcast. And anytime I can do anything, please free to ask me thank you so much chef thank you and i wish you i wish you the very best in your future projects and endeavors i'm really looking forward because i know you're going to come up with something very exciting very original and very honest and then that's something which i'm going to look forward to so chef if the listeners want to follow you where can they find you online chef i'm on the facebook i'm on the instagram and on the twitter otherwise my email is very simple chef manjit gill one word at gmail.com Fantastic. But thank you so much once again, Chef. And thank you to our lovely listeners for tuning into the show. We have a lot of interesting conversations coming soon on your favorite podcast app each week. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Chef Jolly or Jolly Good Chef for more Jolly Good content. So thank you all. Be well, be safe, and be healthy.